Chapters 5 and 6 of The Long, Long Trail by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 5 At this, Valentine looked him in the eye. After a moment, a faint smile came in the eyes of the rancher, and the same smile was reflected in the eye of the bandit. It was an expression of infinite understanding. "'I am Morgan Valentine,' said the older man at length. "'Mr. Valentine, it's a pleasure to know you.' The rancher extended his hand, but the other, appearing to be in the act of bowing very lightly, in a most courtly manner, was apparently unaware of the proffered hand, which Valentine presently dropped back upon his knee. This time his smile broadened, deepened, and struck the corners of his mouth full of wrinkles. "'My hoss, as you say,' went on the bandit, "'ain't a blue-ribbon winner in a beauty show, but she has her points. Step up, Angelina.' At this the mustang lifted a weary head, flattened both ears against her neck, and came at once to her master. "'Why, she comes to you like a dog,' said the rancher, in admiring surprise. "'Sure, and she'd sink her teeth in me like a dog, if she got a chance. Get back, you she-devil.' the outsneakin'est hoss i ever see angelina is mr valentine the mustang had indeed slipped around to the back of jess drear and her great yellow teeth were bared as her upper lip twitched up and at the same time her eyes gleamed with a malevolence that made the rancher shiver he even started up a little but at the threat of jess drear the roan shrank away in the meantime her master stood back always keeping an eye upon his hold-up victim he expatiated upon the fine points of his mount she's got a lumpish head he admitted and her neck ain't particular full but look at those quarters and look at those well-set-down hawks and the way her high withers turns and see how deep-girded she is though she's a bit tucked up now as you say give me a hoss with plenty of bone and she sure got it yes sir eight years angelina and me has been pals eight years with a man-killer said the rancher his interest still growing you ought to do very well as a lion-tamer mr drear lions declared the outlaw genially has nothing on angelina she's ripped up my forearm with her teeth he pointed to part of a white scar which ran down beneath the cuff of his shirt almost to the palm of his hand and she's nicked me with her heels he indicated a white scar which began at the top of his forehead and furrowed its way into his hair. If she can't kick, she'll strike, and if she can't strike, she'll bite. And if she's fooled one day, she'll be a lamb for a month and then try to murder you in ten ways in ten seconds. He paused and smiled upon the mare with an open-hearted affection. Why the devil do you keep her then? well partly because though there's plenty that can outsprint her i ain't ever seen anything that can keep up with her after the first ten miles and my work is chiefly long-distance stuff he confided the last remark to the rancher with a perfect calm personally said valentine shuddering i've never seen a hoss with so much devil in its face i'd rather have three men with guns behind me than that hoss under me the chances is about even for me to kill her or for her to kill me either way it's been a good fight and i've had a ringside seat you're a queer creature the rancher smiled clasping his hands upon one knee and rocking back in his seat as though he wished to get a more distant and complete perspective of his new acquaintance 
if i had that mare the first thing i'd do would be to fill her full of lead i wouldn't sell her any more than i'd sell a man his own death warrant sir she's a genius she got her brains from the devil for eight years we've been studying each other and we've both still got a lot to learn as he said this his lower jaw jutted out a little and the muscles stood out in hard knots below the ears morgan valentine blinked he had had a glimpse of a face of such demoniac cruelty such murderous hatred that he was shaken to the core when he looked again he saw that the bandit had smoothed his expression again it was the former calm sad face i begin to see the rancher nodded even a nightmare may be interesting has no one else ever ridden her a shade crossed the face of the outlaw if anyone else ever did he said i'd give her away or shoot her and leave her for the buzzards a thing that's mine has got to belong to me got to be all mine the reason i can ride angelina and nobody else can is because i go at her in the right way i get her scared she don't never know what's coming next what i've got up my sleeve and so we get along tolerable well but if she ever finds out that i've been bluffing her there won't be enough of me left to put in a box and so saying he smiled again genially upon the roan and her ears flattened against her neck well much obliged for the coin and the friendly chat the outlaw remarked in tones of finality uh, wait a minute morgan valentine was rubbing his chin with his knuckles well said the bandit a trifle impatiently which way might you be going the other looked sharply at valentine and then shrugged his shoulders over yonder he said that's the way i'm going drear suppose you rest your hoss for a spell and come along with me a gleam of suspicion flashed into the face of the bandit and once again valentine glimpsed that fathomless cruel strength of will and insight then he thought of a way to tempt the big man they ain't much to be afraid of he said my gun is in the back of the wagon why and jess drear grinned this sounds to me like a real party and he sprang instantly into the wagon and sat down beside the rancher chapter six morgan valentine concealed his triumph or sought to do so by busying himself with taking up the reins and fastening them between his fingers but will your horse follow it took me two years off and on to teach angelina to follow and i figure that if she lives to be two hundred she won't forget what she's learned the outlaw replied valentine spoke to the two geldings and they struck their collars at the same instant in answer to his voice but at once they settled down to their time-honored pace in the meantime he was adjusting himself to his companion it was plain to see that the other had accepted the invitation to ride with his victim simply in the light of a dare morgan had put himself side by side with a man who had already admitted to several killings and he had allowed that man to choose his time and place for an attack yet the bandit scorning to sit far to one side or to keep his head turned toward valentine sat perfectly erect in the seat with his eyes fixed far down the road it was not until valentine jerking his hand up swiftly to his cigarette had made a definite move that could be construed as hostile that his companion showed the slightest sign of being on the alert even then he did not turn his head but valentine was aware of a flash of those gray eyes to the side and a tint of yellow in them 
and all at once he knew that jess drear was fairly a tremble with an electric watchfulness that he was concentrating a tremendous energy in keeping aware of his companion and that in the space of a split second he could have whirled in his seat and got at the throat of the rancher it was not altogether a comfortable feeling for valentine but in his day he had had to do with many a hard man and had even possessed a certain name for hardness himself there were few men in that part of the mountain desert who would have cared to risk their lives on the speed and certainty of their gunplay as opposed to the speed and certainty of morgan valentine for he was a cold-headed man a cold-blooded man and he fought with the same nerveless accuracy with which he lived with which he had married with which he had raised his children the death of his brother the coming departure of his brother's child these were the emotional landmarks of his life indeed it was a sense of loneliness of lack of food to fill his mind and his heart that had made him ask the bandit to ride with him there was also a lingering hope that he might be able to turn the tables upon his antagonist for there was never a man born at least none worthy of the name of man who did not have somewhere in the bottom of his heart love for an honest fight yet he had sense enough to guess that whatever his prowess might be with weapons it would be as nothing compared to the man in the seat beside him for jess drear was his antithesis if he was without nerves jess drear was full of little else and the calm exterior of drear was a disguise maintained by an almost muscular effort beneath the disguise there was a mind of wolfish alertness it suddenly occurred to valentine that this man might be many years younger than he seemed for he was of the kind who age rapidly and the interest of valentine was by no means entirely malicious as has been hinted in jess drear he crossed a new type of man and he was curious to read beneath the surface you've had your horse for eight years said the rancher and he looked down at the holster at the hip of his companion but i'll chance a guess that you've had the gun a good deal longer this gun with a gesture so smooth that the eye failed to appreciate its speed the bandit reached back and with the tips of his fingers so it seemed flicked the revolver out it lay in the palm of his hand under the eye of morgan valentine suppose he were to strike up would he knock that weapon out of the open hand and send it spinning something told him that swift as his blow might be the long brown fingers would move with vastly more speed to curl around the gun the very thought of what might happen perceptibly lowered the temperature of the rancher's blood he saw that it was as he had guessed a very old weapon it bore evidence of the most meticulous care but in spite of that an expert could see at a glance that it had passed its palmy days as an engine of destruction now there's a gun that ain't much to look at said the bandit and his singularly winning smile softened his face for a moment and between you and me it ain't much better than it looks it bucks like a wild coat it's got funny ways it shoots the way a one-eyed hoss runs it keeps veering off to one side well it's a hard shooter if you know its ways he paused then added i seen it thrown out of the door into the ash can one day and i picked it up just like this all the parts was there but it was considerable chewed up with rust you can see where it's eat away in places 
it was on a friday that i seen that gun throwed away unlucky day unlucky for most but i run by opposites and when i see it fall i says there goes somebody's bad luck maybe it'll be my good luck so i took out the gun and spent the off time for the next couple of days oiling it up then i went out and tried her lordy lordy i shot a circle around a knot she had twenty queer tricks that gun had but after a while i got to know the tricks and now she does pretty smooth neat work you see the gun flipped up in the long fingers and without raising his hand off his knees the bandit fired twenty yards away a squirrel standing up like a peg beside its hole was blown to bits the geldings plunged at the explosion of the gun and the bandit burst at once into a stream of excuses now ain't that a fool kid thing to do he cried shootin a gun without asking you if your hosses was gun broke well sir call me a blockhead because i am one mr valentine i sure am sorry indeed his words did not seem overdone for his earnest gray eyes were upon the rancher in a species of entreaty drear said the cattleman earnestly as soon as he had quieted the horse you don't have to apologize it was worth it to see that gun act all by itself but the other shook his head and returned the weapon to its leather you see he explained that gun is almost human to me suppose you had a friend with you when you got into a fight and it was dead sure cinch that you'd get plugged if your friend didn't stand up and play the man by you and suppose you never knowed whether that friend would fight like a devil or else lie down and quit like a greaser well sir that's the way it is with that gun if i shoot with it i have to look twice to see if i've hit a thing and yet you still carry it you still let your safety depend on that old rattle-trap the crimson departed suddenly from the face of the stranger and the muscle at the angle of his jaw leaped out into prominence sir he said quietly there's one thing that i appreciate and that's a gent that chooses his words rattletrap ain't particular accurate speaking about my gun why drear you've as good as said as much as that yourself the other turned his face and there was the old unpleasant glint in his eyes i'm a peaceable man mr valentine he said matter of fact i'm a quiet kind of a gent and i mostly hate trouble but i don't think you and me are going to agree morgan valentine was too dumbfounded to reply in the first place sir went on the stranger you say you don't think nothing particular fine about my hoss then i let that pass and i just throw in a few qualifying remarks about the roan and pretty soon you up and say my gun my gun is a rattle-trap he was unable to continue for a moment but after you just said practically the same thing yourself man sure whatever else may be wrong with that gun it's mine and being mine they ain't any man in the world that i'm going to hear say things about it that they won't stand up and prove and speaking man to man i can sure digest a pile of that sort of proof before i admit that i'm wrong a veritable devil was in his face as he spoke and the long brown fingers were becoming restless upon his knee then very suddenly and a most welcome sight to valentine the blood rushed into the face of the tall man again hanged if i didn't forget for a minute he said that i was your guest riding in your wagon mr valentine i got to ask your pardon again just stop the buckboard and i'll get out and climb on the roan 
there ain't any man livin whose pardon i've asked three times and runnin and i've done it twice by you already sit still replied morgan valentine i figure to keep you here and take you home with me End of chapters 5 and 6